Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about finding landlord cash buyers in any zip code. Now, more than ever, it's so important to line up cash buyers that are going to buy houses in the condition that you, from you, in the condition that you find them so they can just rent them out. Every community has a person like this, at least one. Usually it's five or six. Mm-hmm. And they, they are sitting around, they've been waiting for an economic downturn. Uh, this time it was caused by a virus. Last time around 2010, it was caused by uh, the real estate, uh, you know, bad loans. Mm-hmm. So in a strange way, real estate caused its own problem in around 2007 to 2011. Now it's a victim of this virus. So it doesn't matter. There's cash buyers out there mm-hmm. and they're trying to find the greatest deals possible so they can rent them out forever. That's their business model. Well, think about it. I would argue that that you gotta whole, get to know these people. The whole last mess was because they weren't cash buyers. There were buyers that couldn't afford to do what they were doing. Yes. How different it would be if we were all cash buyers, like some countries are, like Italy. Like you can't, you have to save up and buy a house. This is kind of, uh, that's just, we'll get into the show here in okay. a second. Uh, before we get into it though, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community, it's free. Yeah, life without a mortgage, how interesting would that be? I think that's cool. My point to this whole- That's a goal, everybody. Since we're talking about it, this is kind of the topic, uh, the point, these economic downturns separate the professionals from the wannabes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're over leveraged uh, as a landlord, there's no way you're going to survive this. Correct. The only way, uh, and we have lots of friends who are landlords. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked to some yesterday. I just talked to some yesterday, actually, out on our boat. And they said, everybody stopped paying. Yeah. And fortunately, he said, the only reason I'm going to survive this at all is because I own all these properties free and clear. He's in his seven, late 70s, so he's had these properties for his whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you survive this stuff. Exactly. I think we have a show coming up called Cash is King or something like that. I, that's cool. <laughs> hope so. Good. All right. So do we really? I didn't know. I have to. Yeah, I think okay. it's on Thursday. All right, I'll save some information for that. <laughs> okay, so Ben wrote, good afternoon. Quick question on... COSL land, which uh, I'm going to interrupt you here for a second. COSL, all caps land is this Arkansas state centralized way to liquidate back tax property. And it's an amazing website and an amazing situation if you go and look at it. Can I, may I go on? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Do POA and HOA, so Property Owners Association and Homeowners Association liens, survive the tax deed sale after the state has taken the property back? Do we need to be confirming the amount owed to the POA or HOA before sending an offer? My understanding is that the offer I send is what is needed to own the property if accepted. Correct me if I'm wrong. Thanks, Benji. Here's what the law says. What the law says and what actually happens is very different here. The, the, the state agency or the state itself has to go through a version of judicial foreclosure in Arkansas, really in any state. It's a legal action. And a judge has to stamp it and all kinds of stuff has to happen. And what happens with that, and I'm not specifically sure about Arkansas, but I know for sure in Arizona because we do a lot of tax liens there for judicial foreclosures. 
it erases every single lien you can possibly think of except two liens IRS liens which are really attached to a person not and then by the fact that I don't pay my property taxes and the state takes mm -hmm. it back those IRS liens still are associated with the property and medical liens those two things and I think possibly Soon college I think the uh, college college goes away uh, and then the, I think um, well, if, if you have a lien, you, if you personally have a lien for in this. not paying child support, yeah. I think that it's, anyway, it's things like that that are attached to the person. Right. Um, those are, none of those are good reasons to not foreclose on a property. Right. So what, what Ben's asking is, if I go buy some properties in Arkansas, that and there's huge HOAs situations, specifically in Fulton County, uh, Benton County, uh, there's one other one. And if you call the, the HOAs there, these people are in the business of, you know, collecting 45 bucks a year on, on a million properties. So, and that's how they get their salaries. And so they, they'll tell you, no, you go ahead and buy it, knock yourself out. You're going to get a, a bill from us. Mm -hmm. And because it's a good old boys network, some people, if they like you, they'll say, ah, you know what? You don't have to pay. If you're an evil yuppie from uh, Los Angeles, like me, who, you know, steals money from people because they don't want their property anymore, they're going to charge you. <laughs> so does the question is, <laughs> When you buy these properties, tell us how you really feel. Don't hold back from COSL. <laughs> are you going to get a bill from the uh, the, the uh, homeowners association? And the answer is yes. So, what's the answer? Go look in other counties where there's no POA HOA. Well, or I was going to say you, you have to if you if you really want to hit these properties. Let's just say there's a real good reason. Days on market are phenomenal. The price is great. There's all these other things going on. It just comes with an HOA. Um, so I read Ben's other other question was, um, do I need to find it out ahead of time and factor that into my offer price? Nope. No, Because no. if you use your offer letter, if you are copying ours that we've made available to the public, if you go to offers and the number two, owners.com, and go to, I think it's forms, is yeah. the thing, and you can find our standard house mailer template and land mailer template. If you copy the verbiage that we have there, it, they, you have a, um, there's a little clause in there like, hey, this offer is subject to me confirming some of the numbers such as, you know, back taxes and things like this. So you're okay there. You could, so what I'm saying is, Ben, so you sent out an offer for, to buy this, you know, house for $32,000, let's just say, and you find out they owe $8,000 in HOA fees. You can go look. I found out you know, don't. So now my offer is twenty whatever thousand dollars, twenty four thousand dollars to account for the eight thousand dollar HOA fees. Or you can pay the HOA fees and then I'll still buy. It. Then I'll buy it for you again from thirty two. Pick one. <laughs> Do yourself a favor uh, for houses and for land. Don't buy HOA property. That is easier. That's it. If you find it, that's true. Because some of these, if it takes a little bit to sell. It's a headache. It's a headache Every to single. keep up with this. And that they often have these transfer fees, which are st stupid expensive. So you have to watch. You got to read that. And then if and then you might find yourself out there mowing the lawn because the HOA is going to give you a fine if you don't. So there's all kinds of things you don't want to deal with. Sorry. No, it's okay. I had a lot to say. <laughs> Every single mailer that I send out, uh, and if you've done mailers, you know this too, you get some property back that has HOAs attached to it, especially with houses. And uh, you have to be, because sometimes they're great. They sign them and send them back. You have to be very, um, you have to have, implement a lot of self-control. 
mm-hmm. and some and you have to have if it's not within your acquisition criteria even if it's super cheap um do some research and make sure the, the longest properties that we've owned are HOA properties because mm-hmm. we didn't have the self-control we had one last year we made 90,000 bucks on it remember that mm-hmm. it took almost a year to sell it mm-hmm. so is it worth it in the end I don't think so our job in this in this land academy house academy environment is to send out so much mail that we have like nine or ten or twenty options uh, acquisition op- options and to pick the best two or three mm-hmm. and so if there's some HOAs in there don't buy them thank you Today's topic, finding landlord cash buyers in any zip code. This is why you're listening. Speaking of HOA property, I have never had a landlord come to me, you know, a customer of ours, mm-hmm. and say, you know, I love HOA property. I can't wait. You know, if true. you could send me some more uh, houses that are part of an HOA, that would make, that'd be yeah. better. Yeah. It's, they it's, say the exact opposite. Then it's easier because I never have to pick the paint colors. <laughs> And I love paying those fees every month. Exactly. You know, and my tenants love it too. And I can't stand when people leave their garage doors open too long also. And the trash bin's out. Boy, that makes me mad. The only people who win uh, in an HOA environment are the, the HOAs HOA. themselves because they get to collect all the money and tell you what to do. Right. And then people who have some type of personality disorder and, oh. and really have to have... Uh, uh, you know, no RVs anywhere, or uh, you know, there's there are people that love to live in an HOA and they they have mental issues. We have a neighbor I have to share. <laughs> he would love if our whole community was in HOA. I'm sure of it, because his the exterior of his house is immaculate to the point that he hoses off the street beyond his driveway. I mean, some would argue. And we're in Southern California here. Are we really using our water wisely? But he's that. He needs to have uh, more frequent rela- relations with his wife. Oh. <laughs> that would solve that. Or at least put a dent in it. <laughs> but see, but then there's some. So there's some. If you hose there. your house off, you're probably not listening to the show. Yeah. I thought that was rains for. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you know, and honestly, I got to tell you, I'm having a little trouble with. Right now, our beach is closed behind us, correct? And this area behind us is called the Strand. Everybody rides there. Normally, pre-corona, pre-virus and mess, people will be riding and waving. You probably, If you've been watching us for a while, you see it going on behind us in the background. It's very entertaining. No, it's boring. And disruptive. And disruptive, that's true, too. I never thought I would but miss the disruption. What's funny is our beach has a daily um, street sweeper who goes up and down the Strand. Nobody has been on the Strand for two weeks, roughly. But we are still daily cleaning. It's the Strand. Like you could eat off it right now, which is it's never been that way. So um, I'm not sure why we're doing that. Have we even gotten to the topic No, yet? let's get to this. Okay, so how do you find cash buyers? How do you find landlord cash buyers in a zip code? May I? Sure. When you go to do data... Uh, when you download a data, let's say in a zip code, I'm going to use 85258 as an example, which is uh, Middle Scottsdale, Arizona. You're going to pull every single house. Uh, in our case, we do it with no mortgages. And you're going to sit there and look at this data set in, 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 in Excel. And you're going to look up and down. It's probably eight, five, four to 8,000 properties. Uh, freestanding single-family residential properties with no mortgage I'm guessing and then if you sort by in Excel the owner's name and you just scan it up uh, scan up and down and take a look eyeball it 
you're going to see two or three people, they're usually LLCs, two or three entities that own tons of real estate. They're obviously, you obviously only can have one or two single primary residences. So they're investors in that area. You're going to have to go back, find out who owns these LLCs. And sometimes it's not the exact same name. It could be just the address. A lot of investors, especially back in the day, have separate LLCs for all this, especially accountants because they do their own tax return and they like to keep the liability separate. That's not so much the case anymore, uh, I don't think. But It'll be like the house, the properties on Main Street. So it'd be Main Street Properties LLC. And then you'll see Brown Street Properties LLC and whatever street LLC. But you'll notice the mailing address is all the same is what he's referring to. So there's invariably there's two or three or five people who own like 10 or 15 or 20 houses in a zip code. Those are the people that you're going to sell the houses to before you, before you, uh, uh, those are the people you're going to sell the houses to. Mm -hmm. Before you send the mailer out, contact these people and mm -hmm. say, what's your sweet spot? Right. Do you like two bedroom houses, three bedroom houses, HOA property? What do you like? They're, they're going to take, they're going to drop everything and have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. It's not a sales call. Um, when I started out in this, uh, this is before the internet. What I used to do is take an ad out in the paper uh, saying that I would give a real address. I had nothing to do with the property. I didn't own the property. I don't know who owns it. I would just say uh, for lease, uh, 123 Main Street, three bedroom, two bath, 1400 bucks a month. And I would get barraged with all kinds of people. Uh, and that's how I tested the market. This day and age. That's how you knew what to, he knew what to go buy yeah. to see what yes. the response was. What was going to rent. So right. these landlords are going to tell you, uh, boy, if I had uh, three of these, you know, three of those houses, I can't, the, I, every time I have to release this house, it at least is the first day. And, and it's almost always because it has a lot of bedrooms. There's no vacant five bedroom houses on this planet. I'm telling you. There's a ton of one bedroom vacant, you know, houses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, again, yesterday we were talking about Moneyball and data. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's no mystery to this. Mm -hmm. You need to get these guys in your cell phone mm -hmm. and you need and the first time when the properties come up long before you buy them when the properties come up you text these guys or call these mm -hmm. guys and say i've got this property for one hundred and fifty thousand. i think it's worth 250. Mm -hmm. go do a drive-by do a drive-by let me know i've got it under contract even if you do or you don't i've got it under contract i'll, I'll sell it to you for 160. we don't mm -hmm. have any realtors the whole thing exactly you will have a customer for life you have to make sure please 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 listen to this if you download data that has mortgages on it and you find one of these people, they have 10 houses and it's all got mortgage. And you can see mortgage data, like you can see the leverage percentage. Like some, there are more landlords out there that love to leverage the hell out of properties. Don't waste your time. Right. Do not waste your time even with one phone call. They're, they're going to be out of business. You can't leverage houses. Uh, as a landlord, you have to ha pay cash. So that's why I say download the data uh, from DataTree or RealQuest if you're a, a member of ours. You have a subscription to both. Make sure you take out the houses that have mortgages on. That's the whole show. How would you do it? I mean, that's the only way to do it, isn't that's it? That's the only way to do it. That's the best way to do it. It really is. And like you said, and then, and, and then I, I can hear the question, well, why would they buy it for me and not do it themselves? I've wondered that too. They just I've been don't want that to. For twenty-five years, I've really been wondering because that because they're not data people. And I've told them, I'm they're like, landlords. and I'm like, you know, you could go do this yourself. You know, I could hook you up, and you can go make some offers and buy properties. Like, I do. yeah, no, I'm busy over here. I'm working on that, and this, this, this. They're like, 
they know that, that I'm making some money off it and they love it. Because why? Because I'm still finding it better than it would be that they would have found it on the MLS and they wake up and, you know, they love getting a text from me versus trolling the MLS and trying to get undo the agent or undo whatever's going on and get the deal. She's absolutely right. Every single real estate investor, I don't care if it's houses or, or skyscrapers, love off-market deals. Mm -hmm. They love to be the special person that gets a phone call from somebody like you mm -hmm. or Jill, not me usually. That it's I got this off-market deal. Nobody knows about it. You're the only person, you know, and they, they jump on it, mm -hmm. even if it's a retail price. And they, they're busy and they appreciate aggressiveness because that's how they are. So I always tell people to call them, text them, email them, hit all them three. all three she ways. She means all three, yep. All three ways. So I will send out an email. I will follow up with a, a, a phone number, a phone call. If they don't answer, I'll say, hey, by the way, this is Jill. I just sent you an email on this property. I just got in. Let me know what you think hang up, whatever it is. And then I also text, hi, I text you. That was me leaving a message because I sent you an email earlier today. Here's the address, see if you can drive by, let me know if you're interested. Yep. And then they're like, they love it. I love doing business with you, uh, but I really need to know on this uh, in the next 24 hours because they're, uh, surprise, surprise, you're not the only person in my database who owns a bunch of houses. So I, I need an answer from you. That's mm -hmm. how you sell a house. Right. Wish you could do dating like that. I've asked and you out two there times. It goes. We did so well. I've asked you out two times. Almost through the whole Turns show. Turns out you're not the only girl I know. So if you're not going to go out with me, just let me know. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I don't think I bet. I bet more than half the women you say that to would say, "You know what? You go find those other girls. That's fine with me." <laughs> Wouldn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh boy. Happy you could join us today. <laughs> Every you more to say about we're that. We're good. Every Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> and Friday, you can find us on the Land Academy Show. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are right here on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Why Cash is King Now More Than Ever. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. You just, that was creepy or something. You, don't, you weren't into that, huh? No, because we use the same example enough. I think we all know how we feel about that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really need to talk about it. Is that okay? Maybe we have new listeners. <laughs> no. <laughs> we it's not possible. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We're Stephen Jill. Jill. Information. And inspiration. To buy undervalued property. <laughs>